Welcome to Rock Your Brain, Rock Your Life, the only podcast hosted by a high-achieving tech leader and certified coach that teaches you how to use proven cognitive tools to rewire your brain so you work 10 to 20% less while crushing your goals. And you'll do this in 180 days. Hi, I'm Sarah. After decades of frantically overworking, never believing I could achieve big goals in my life and feeling constantly anxious, overwhelmed, and burnt out daily at work, I finally figured work out. I learned how to work less while identifying and nailing goals I never thought possible. I learned how to feel calm, confident, and a sense of ease at work. So if you're a high achiever who wants to achieve big goals, but doesn't even think it's possible unless you work a gajillion hours, or doesn't even think big goals are possible in any way, shape, or form, this podcast is for you. I keep it simple. You'll learn the neuroscience-based cognitive tools I and my clients use daily to work less while achieving more than they ever imagined. Quick side note, you'll run the risk of being passionately in love with your career. Hey, rock stars, how are y'all doing today? So spring is officially here in San Francisco and a group of us went on an awesome three-hour bike ride through downtown, Golden Gate Park, Ocean Beach last weekend. And we found places we'd never been to. It was so amazing feeling like a tourist in my own town. And I'm so excited. I actually just got an email from one of my students in the Rockstar program. We just finished up one of our group weekly workshops Yes, in our workshops, we have worksheets and all, and I've started using Zoom breakout rooms and my students just love them. And the email I got this morning said, you know what, what I love about them, the Zoom breakouts is we get to learn from our cohort, which is so powerful and really harnesses the power of group coaching. You know, she wrote, I can do individual work on my own. And the other thing that she loves is it's just another huge step in building community you know, meeting different women in the cohort makes her feel more invested in the work that we do together, this belief work. So I love feedback. I love the feedback on what's working. I love the feedback on what to iterate. I love all the feedback. And so today we're going to talk about how to cure imposter syndrome. So of course, when I started researching this topic, I hopped on Google and here's the definition. Imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments, and has a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud. This is commonly found in high achievers. So if you have thoughts that what you're doing and have accomplished in your life and your career isn't enough, and it's causing you to feel self-doubt, fear, that you're inadequate, not enough feelings of shame, or you have a fear of being exposed as a fraud, these are all thoughts you're having about yourself as a human or about your accomplishments. And often you find imposter syndrome about your accomplishments in your career. Sometimes I see it in your life, but just know that these thoughts are always going to cause you to feel in your body a certain way. So imposter syndrome is when you have this story in your brain about why you've achieved what you have. And you believe that it's only because of external factors outside of you that you've been able to achieve this success. You believe 
in your brain that this success is not because you used your brain to create these accomplishments in your work and life, etc. You also fear being judged, discovered as a fraud, or not doing enough. So here are four traits I typically see in folks with imposter syndrome. Number one is a feeling of inadequacy, self-doubt, and a lack of confidence. When you experience success, you may find yourself thinking, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve this. So most of us suffer from a lack of self-confidence at some point in our lives. But with imposter syndrome, the feeling is constant and severe. Number two, I see the trait of a drive to be perfect. Many people who experience imposter syndrome are perfectionists. They set themselves unreasonably high goals and then feel shame or disappointment when they fail. Perfectionists are typically never satisfied with their achievements, preferring to focus on their mistakes and failures. I'm not smart enough. I didn't do enough. All the things. The third trait I see is a constant fear of being judged and discovered to be a fraud or not enough, that their coworkers and managers are definitely going to find out if they haven't already done so. This fear often pushes folks to the limit in order to prevent exposure, yet somehow they refuse to accept that their efforts have been good enough. And this creates a vicious cycle of effort, feelings of dissatisfaction, feelings of fear, which is always going to keep your self-esteem and confidence very low. The fourth trait I see is refusing to own your success. People with imposter syndrome typically downplay their achievements. And often they use negative self-talk to convince themselves that they don't own their success. I've witnessed students say something they've done is easy, even if they spend a lot of time and effort on it. For example, on completing an assignment successfully, they may think, well, anyone can do this just as well or better. And even when their manager says it was difficult, they find ways to dismiss those comments. For example, they may think, well, I was just lucky and I had a lot of help. You may also believe that if you were to start over, you wouldn't have that luck, talent, or skills to replicate that success. And y'all, here are some examples of the impact of imposter syndrome on your career. Number one, imposter syndrome stops your career from growing. When you feel self-doubt and a lack of confidence in yourself about your work, you won't go for that promotion or pay raise. You won't want to push yourself forward at work for fear of being, quote, discovered or found out to be a fraud. Number two, it's also going to impact your skills to be a leader and a manager. When you feel vulnerable and you fear being exposed, when you have to make tough or unpopular decisions, it's going to be a lot harder. The other impact I've seen is you stop taking risks. When you fear failure, your creativity and inventiveness stops. You definitely won't think about becoming an entrepreneur, which I know many of you do think about. You may have a daily experience of feeling stress, anxiety, and oftentimes isolated because you fear being rejected or abandoned. You also may feel uncomfortable with intimacy and relationships and prefer to be independent. We all suffer from varying degrees of imposter syndrome, but the cost to your career and lives can be significant if it's persistent. So as you know, I always want to share the stories of my life or my students' lives and how I've used these tools and gotten to the other side. So 
remember too, we all feel this way in varying degrees. It's important to remember nothing has gone wrong if you notice that your brain has any of these thoughts I just described. And I'm going to share at the end of the podcast, a simple tool to cure your imposter syndrome that I've used on myself. A few years ago, I knew I wanted to own my first home in San Francisco. And I noticed lots of thoughts like the following. You're not responsible enough to have a mortgage. You don't want to feel deprived with a big mortgage payment that can stop you from going on vacation or buying those new shoes you have your eye on. I had this fear that I would feel deprived. And I definitely didn't believe I deserved owning my own home and taking care of my future self with a stable house and home environment. I had these thoughts and feelings pretty much weekly, and I had insomnia most nights. I also had this belief that I was being judged by my friends as not successful enough because I didn't own a home. I live with a feeling that I was a failure in some way. So I saved a bunch of money and worked hard to create money in my business. And I had some money set aside that I wanted to invest so I could have enough for a down payment. I asked my dad for some guidance around the investment. And a few years later, I had enough for a down payment and I bought my first home. But guess what, y'all? I gave the credit for owning my home to my dad, not myself. I remember thinking, I have this home because of him. I didn't do the work, he did. So I had this identity when I bought my home that I was a renter, not a homeowner. I didn't deserve this home. And even when I moved into my home, I didn't feel the feeling of proud and accomplished. I felt like a fraud. I worked so hard and yet didn't give credit to myself with all that I'd done to show up for who I am and what I wanted for my life. I felt like I owed something to my dad, that it was his, not mine. I remember when I moved in, I was critical of my home. What I did when I moved in is I was pushing it away because I didn't know how to be with this incredible home that I owned. How I viewed myself needed to catch up with the reality of who I actually was. And I found myself looking for the reason outside of me to explain why I have this result of this home versus giving myself a high 10. And what I realize now is I had to have kindness, love, and compassion for my past and tell myself the past as a renter is not where we live anymore physically or with our thoughts and beliefs about ourselves, Sarah. I had to shift my thoughts and beliefs about myself, which I did with thought work. I had to catch up my view of myself with my current reality as the owner of a beautiful home in San Francisco with y'all incredible views. I have huge glass windows. I watch the sunrise. I watch the sunset. I feel so grateful for my home and I love how much belief in myself I have as a homeowner that I can handle a mortgage, that I can handle and deserve to live in this beautiful space. So net-net, if you have self-doubt, don't acknowledge what you've created and credit what you have created to somebody else. This is a clue you have some work to do on your belief and how amazing you are. Please remember you're 100% worthy of all the things you desire as a human being. We are all 100% worthy. But your thoughts, beliefs, and opinions about yourself is what creates self-confidence. And what you think about yourself might be something like, 
I don't deserve this, or I didn't create this, or the reason why I have this is because of something outside of me. With these thoughts, you're choosing to believe that you don't deserve what you've created. And do you notice that you're afraid that someone is going to find out? So you don't even allow yourself to own and be present with what you've created as a result in your life. And guess what probably happens next? Notice if you end up pushing it away or unconsciously destroying damage or stopping something because you don't know how to be with it. That happened for me. I pushed it away when I first moved in. And do you notice that you have a sense that the success is going to leave you or it's going to go away? This is another clue around imposter syndrome. So another example for me was when I passed my certification exam to be a coach last year, I literally could not even comprehend it. God, I think I'm going to cry again. I went to school for six months. I took the exam. I passed it and became a certified coach. And I really thought for sure someone's going to find out that I did it in some way that was not legit. (laughs) I thought, oh my God, someone's going to find out that I did this in like a totally illegitimate way. But guess what, y'all? I studied really hard. I took going to school very seriously. I completed the entire curriculum and I loved everything I learned. I was like a sponge. And of course, I didn't cheat on the test. So there was no reason for me to doubt my ability, but I couldn't believe I was a certified coach. I created the result. I worked really, really hard to become a certified life coach. I created that result. I was a coach, but it was so new to me that I didn't know how to have that new identity. And so that's what I want you to think of. When you create these new results that you want, you have to learn how to have it, feel like you deserve it, and really take on the new identity of this new person that you're becoming. My identity had to catch up with my reality of being a certified coach. I'm also thinking of an easy example maybe y'all can relate to. Say you're trying on a new outfit that's totally outside your comfort zone. Have you ever thought, okay, I'm going to go for it and just wear this new and different outfit. And it's really not something you would normally wear. And you're just like, oh my God, everyone's probably looking at me. They think I look really weird. So I'll tell you this story. I remember when I pushed myself out of my comfort zone of wearing jeans daily. I started to wear fun feminine dresses a few years ago. And I totally remember feeling uncomfortable. I remember buying my first fun feminine dress. And it was this Diane von Fostenberg floral wrap dress. Oh, and by the way, flowers and patterns were also completely outside of my comfort zone. I was like a solid only dresser. I remember walking around my house in the dress and feeling a little uncomfortable. And then when I wore it out, I wondered if people thought I looked weird, but I just kept wearing it. I just kept believing that I had the courage to wear it. And no one's looking at me and laughing at me. And I just kept wearing it again and again. And guess what? I became the person who wears floral dresses. Before long, you don't even think about it because you have that new identity. It's just like that, but on a much deeper level. And I say deeper meaning about things that we really care about. Okay. Now I love wearing dresses, floral, solid, you name it. So remember, we're all worthy of what we dream and desire in our lives. You don't need to somehow deserve 
And please notice if you feel like you're forcing the change or coming from scarcity, or if you feel like you're trying to fix yourself, that's a sign that you need to slow down and learn how to feel from a place of abundance, that you have the career that you want or can get the career that you want, that you can buy the house, that you can wear the cute dresses and feel like it's who you are. So notice what you're thinking and what the feeling is versus just saying, I feel totally inadequate here, or this success belongs to somebody else. I want you to pay attention to what the thought and what the feeling is. So I want you to think about your life and what you're creating in your life and where you feel inadequate or have self-doubt or where you may even be giving credit for something you've done and you're giving it away to something outside of you. It's likely going to be an area of new results, new things you're trying. I want you to notice that you not only need to figure out what's going on, what are your thoughts, what are your feelings, but just understand why it's happening. Okay. You're growing, you're iterating, you're becoming even more kind of badass human being. There could be a combination of things, right? But basically you're having an identity crisis. You're becoming this new person and you haven't learned how to have it. It could also have to do with other factors like how you're raised or where you've placed your self-worth if you haven't placed it in intrinsically in you as a human being. If you were always taught that you should achieve and be really smart and go after big goals and your parents probably thought this was really useful and it was the right way to do it. But if you tie your self-worth to your accomplishments, then you will find yourself struggling because you don't think you're worthy as a human, just in your humanness. So I want you to think about why it's happening, but also know that it could have to do with not only your upbringing, but social conditioning as a woman, and just the fact that you're growing as a human being. And by the way, remember, our primitive puppy brain is always going to freak out. You're trying to do something new and different, and it's a whole new way of being. And that part of your brain loves to repeat what it's always done, because remember, it loves to conserve energy. Now, I also think about like my identity as I think about where I'm headed and my future. You know, my business is growing and I set unthinkable goals every year and a lot more money's coming really soon. You'll know you're doing this right if you practice having whatever you want in your life ahead of time, and then you'll feel really excited. So I think to myself and I practice visualizing my new identity as a CEO who makes seven figures. And I think, oh my goodness, I have to be this person knowing that it doesn't make me better than anyone just knowing that I'm enough to have it and just be with this new identity. In essence, I am, we all are becoming new versions of ourselves every single day by doing this work. And I love this concept of becoming this next version of myself from my future. I encourage you to think this way. It's so helpful. I like to tell myself that I'm not an imposter. I'm just a new version of myself. I'm growing and it feels so much better to me to think that when you have those thoughts that you don't deserve this life, I just think, oh, I'm just new to being a homeowner. Of course, my brain's freaking out. Oh, I'm just a new coach. Of course, my brain is freaking the fuck out. It's totally okay that I don't feel worthy yet. I need to explore that. I need to have compassion so that I can move through it and learn how to have 
it and to be with it and to feel deserving of it. Because if you don't kind of feel like you're worthy and own it, and you don't acknowledge your thoughts and your feelings and you don't resolve them, you will push away the very thing that you created. You will push away your success. You will feel like you need to give it away from a place of, I don't deserve this, which is very different than giving it away from a place of abundance. So you'll know if you're doing this right based on how you feel. So if you feel rushed and forced and in scarcity, don't do anything. Do not push it away and do not sabotage yourself. Separate yourself, the incredible human that you are, from your thoughts in your brain. Notice your thoughts and your feelings. Always go back to that, okay? I know you high achievers want to rush it and take lots of massive action, but that's the very thing that you need not do. You do not need to deserve anything to have it. You are 100% worthy. We are all as human beings. We all have different experiences from a place of enoughness, ideally come from that place of enoughness, and then give anything away from that place. I love giving away money or giving raises to my team from a place of generosity. I love having my money from a place of having it not from a place of guilt, but from a place of abundance. I love creating more money from a place of love and abundance. And you know, if you're doing this right, based on how it feels. So you might be able to look at your past and see an example of when you experience feeling like an imposter. You also might be able to look at your current world and see how you're doing it now. We'll be able to see your future and what goals you're setting and what results you want to create. I want you to know that when you create those results, you're going to be taking on a new identity of having those results. And so it's going to pop up again. So if you have imposter syndrome and you're thinking a thought that someone's going to find out and you feel fear, I encourage you to find some new thoughts that are going to help you feel slightly better than fear. We're going to go over this tool a little later on at the end of the podcast. But what I want you to think about just getting ready for the tool is when you come up with some new thoughts, you're going to practice them. And then whatever feeling that you experience is going to feel better than fear. And then I want you to keep practicing that feeling because that feeling is where that new identity comes in. And then you take action from that place. So what I want you to do is not let imposter syndrome get in your way and just say, Hey, brain, what am I thinking? What am I feeling right now? And then I want you to be kind, loving, and compassionate with yourself and step into this new identity and remind your brain about your past identity. Hey brain, this isn't where we live anymore. Then create a more neutral thought that you can practice while focusing on who you want to be. Okay. So I know you're all are focused on growth, which means that you're going to create new results and have identity shifts a lot. The more you can practice having those results without pushing them, them away, the more you will create abundance from your life and cure imposter syndrome. And just know that nothing has gone wrong and that we all feel this way in some way, shape or form and think this way because we have a human brain. And if you're growing and evolving and have the growth mindset, your brain's going to freak out when you think that your reality is bigger than what you think you're worthy of having. But remember, it's total bullshit. So do this work, y'all. It's going to totally change your life. So here's one tool to cure your imposter syndrome. I'd like you to pick one part of your life to do this work on daily for the next 30 days 
and you're going to become a much more confident person. Trust me. I did this work. It works. So step one, identify what you think about yourself right now. For example, it may be, quote, I'm not as smart as my colleagues. I don't belong here. Someone's going to find out I'm not smart enough for this job. Whatever you're currently thinking about yourself, write it down. Pick the thought you notice is on repeat in your brain. And I want you to pull out a piece of paper and draw a line that looks like a bridge. And I want you to put this thought that's on repeat, write it down on the left-hand side of the bridge. I live in San Francisco. So this thought for me would go on the San Francisco side of the Golden Gate Bridge. You can use the Golden Gate Bridge if you'd like. It's so beautiful, isn't it? Then I want you to identify the feeling you feel in your body when you think that thought. And then I want you to feel love and compassion in your body for who you are right now and the thoughts you're having and the feelings that you're having. Maybe you feel scared. Maybe you feel worried, fear. I want you to remember we all experience imposter syndrome in different degrees at different points in our lives as we grow into new versions of ourselves with more self-confidence. I want you to say something to yourself like, it's okay. This is new. Nothing's gone wrong. My primitive brain is just doing what brains do and it's freaking the fuck out. And this is going to calm you down instead of you thinking, I don't deserve this. Everyone's going to find out I'm a fraud. Have you noticed that when you think those thoughts, you perpetuate them, you create more of them, you create more of not enoughness. Instead, you can just notice the thought like, I'm not deserving of this, whatever the thought is. And you can just approach it like, huh, that's so interesting that I think this way. Huh, I wonder why. I know I'm a human being, so I know that I must be worthy. Step two, I want you to brainstorm what you wish you could believe about yourself. This will be something you do not believe right now. And that's okay. It's your goal thought. So dream big. Maybe it's, I'm amazing at this job, or I can achieve anything I want, or I'm smart enough to succeed in my role with my colleagues. Write down this thought on the other side of the bridge. So if you use the Golden Gate Bridge, this is where you find the town of Sausalito. Write down the feeling you imagine you will feel when that goal thought is actually who you are. That goal thought is your new identity. Maybe the feelings are peaceful, proud, happy. Step three, brainstorm three thoughts that feel believable to you right now, this minute. When you say this thought to yourself, it feels like it could be true. This thought is definitely not that positive goal thought. The thoughts could be something like, my boss likes me and I got a pay raise this year, or I've accomplished many things in my life, even though I felt scared, or I'm seeking evidence that someday I believe I'm amazing at my job. So these are thoughts you can believe today. They don't necessarily feel amazing, but in your body, they feel better than the thought you're currently having on repeat in that brain of yours. You think, yeah, this feels believable. I feel better when I think this thought. I really do feel like it's possible. So for example, for me, I thought, you know, one day I could feel like this is my new identity. And I want you to think that way too. I want you to write down these three thoughts next to the thought you started with in step one on the San Francisco side of the Golden Gate Bridge. I want you to take those three thoughts and practice them daily. The feelings you identified in step two, maybe it's 
peaceful, proud, happy, I want you to practice feeling those feelings in your body as well, okay? And I want you to practice these feelings and thoughts, these three feelings, these three thoughts for 30 days straight. Write them down once a day. Maybe even create some thought work art for your wall in your office or in your home that you can read daily and practice being with that new person, okay? And eventually you will just become that person because you will have learned how to feel and have this identity. You'll be rewiring your brain. So I want you to ask yourself, who do you want to be as someone who got the promotion at work, bought the home, got the raise, all the things? So it really, 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 really matters what you believe about yourself, y'all. And by the way, only you get to decide what to believe about yourself. And I know for some of you, this may be hard to believe right now, but it's true. It was hard for me to believe 18 months ago, but now I know that it's true. I want you to know that it's important for you to think and feel intentionally, or you will push away your successes in your career and personal life. And guess what, y'all? The world needs you to show up as your badass self right now, okay? All right, I'm so proud of you. And yes, you can do this. And if you want support, come and join us in the Rockstar program. It's the only place I know of where we show up every day for ourselves and each other. And we're gonna blow our own minds this year. And if you like the podcast, thanks for leaving a review because it helps others find this insane cognitive work. All right, have an awesome rest of your day. I will talk to you next week and I love you so much. Okay, bye. If you're loving what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come and check out the Rockstar program. It's my coaching program where we take these neuroscience-based cognitive tools and we use them daily to break through burnout so you can fall passionately in love with your career. So join me over at sarahmoody.com. I would love to have you join me. You can also follow me at Sarah L. Moody on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. I can't wait to see you.